Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright ideas. And today, you guys are going to love this company, Lotus Sustainables eco-friendly company. You're going to love the products that are coming out of these guys. And and I just can't wait to introduce you to the brand and, and the story behind it. And on the podcast today is Farzan Demobed. I got it right. Farzan, it's there so great to go. have you on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You said it right. I know. I, I, and I, I listen, my last name, I get all kinds of different variations, as I mentioned to you, but I think I got it right, which is awesome. Um, had so much fun researching you and your, your business and your background. A really, really cool story. Um, can't wait to unpack that for our audience. But let's do this first. Share with us how you got into the entrepreneurship space before you even started Lotus Sustainables. Yeah, you know, I did my master's in finance and trading, and and I thought I'd get into the trading uh, industry, right. and I worked at uh, a bank for a little while, and then learned that is not what I wanted to do. It's not the atmosphere I wanted to be in. It was fun for the first little bit, but uh, really uh, didn't find my purpose there. And, uh, and then I started a marketing agency, so I did marketing for years and years, but... Uh, and I really did enjoy that. But, you know, you run a company for several years and almost a decade and you kind of start getting a little bit bored of the same thing. And, sure. uh, you know, that was when California was passing their plastic bag ban. And uh, that's when I thought, hey, this is a this is a great opportunity. People, millions of people are going to be looking for a solution to the plastic waste problem. And that's when we created the Lotus Trolley Bag. I love that. And it's been go, go, go ever since then. Wow. I love it. And I mean, it's a, is this, what I love about the problem you're trying to solve is it's front and center for everybody, right? Anybody that goes to the grocery store or even some smaller stores for, for products, like it, you get the, the plastic bag, right? And so you guys have established a company, eco-friendly company on a mission to eliminate plastic from shopping. Um, and I love it because it's like, it's a big idea that makes so much sense. So you decide you're going to get into the space. You want to do something about this problem. Like, did you already have the idea behind the product or like, where did things start? So yeah, my wife and I just started prototyping. We thought we, we were, we were the type of people that never took home plastic bags. We'd carry our, our food home in our hands, right? And just <laughs> right. chuck it in the car. But we thought there had to be a better solution, right? So we literally studied every type of reusable bag out there. And then we started prototyping. And my wife and I came up with this concept called the Lotus Trolley Bags. And it's a set of four bags that literally spread out in your cart like it's an accordion. It's so cool. I love so it. They have, they have rods on them. And it, it's totally unique. It's totally just something you've never seen before. And the first time people see it, they're just like, oh, my God, what are those? Where did you get those? You know, every time we shop. Right. Somebody stops us. I think it's so <laughs> cool too because it's not just like back. So the way I would describe it to those that are listening, and you can go to lotus-sustainables.com, um, check this out. But um, the way I would describe it is it's like it's almost like a, an accordion of bags connected together, or like if you think of like a file cabinet, you know how like those old accordion files. That's the way I think about it. And maybe you can tell me how you design this in a minute. Um, but even within the bags, like there's little holders for different things like wine and eggs and stuff. I just thought this. This is cool. And it looks like even some refrigeration bags. So like, I, I think it's cool. So, okay. I'm jumping way ahead. So you think of this idea, then what? 
So we, we prototyped it and then uh, we just showed our friends and family and we're like, oh my God. And people were like, oh, I would totally use that. I would absolutely use that. So we tried to really think of everything. As you said, it has an insulated bag. It has rods that keep them open. We even put specialized uh, pockets for your eggs. The pain point of crushing your eggs. Right. We put specialized <laughs> pockets for your wine, so you never have to break your wine or bottom, uh, water bottles. And then, um, you know, we tested it ourselves, and we're like, "Oh my god!" This every time we'd go to the store just to prototype it, five people would stop us, and we were like, "Wow, maybe we're onto something here." So then, we what we did was we uh, I went over to Asia, and I said, "Hey, I need to mass produce this." So I spent a little bit of time there trying to find. Um, somebody that can help make this for us. And we were initially going to do a thousand sets just okay, wait. to try it out. Okay. Wait. How did you find like, you, you don't just fly to Asia and search around. Yeah. For, like, <laughs> so how did you figure that out? I mean, where to go, so, who to talk to that kind of thing. Yeah, really. I just started getting on Alibaba. So I got on Alibaba and I looked up bag manufacturers, just reusable bag manufacturers. And, you know, I had to go through several to really understand, okay, who's going to be really attentive. Who's going to be, you know, great at, at, at making this and who, who can I really realistically communicate with effectively. So came down to a few and then I flew down there and literally saw the factories and started prototyping and designing because it wasn't simple and it's hard to do over WeChat or WhatsApp. So I said, Hey, I'm just going to go down. It was probably the best investment I could make was actually go down and properly design it. I saved weeks by going down just for, you know, five days even, um, just a few days of designing it in person. So we initially made a thousand sets. We were going to make a thousand sets. And after I spent all this time designing it, I called my wife uh, from, uh, from China and I said, honey, I just ordered a whole container and we're, we're going at this full speed. <laughs> you ordered a container. <laughs> I ordered a full wow. container without even testing it, right? Oh all I gosh. had was one sample. Um, but I knew that we were, this was a pain point. I knew this was a pain point for so many consumers. And if we did it right, I said, Hey, if we're going to spend time and effort, we're just going to go all in. Let's give this our best shot. So I ordered a whole container. My wife and I were nervous. We invested all this money, really a ton of money. All we had in our savings, uh, into this project that we didn't even know would work at all. You know, two months later, about a month and a half later, our container arrives. We get all our friends and family and our container literally arrived and, and got delivered to our house. So wow. we, we unloaded this container into our, our three car garage. <laughs> right. I mean, because what else do you do with it? You'd have to have a storage place or your garage. Yep. There, our garage. We emptied it out and then we started shipping it off to Amazon. And, and we had we had our Amazon listing set and it was it was it was getting ready and we shipped a ton of product to Amazon. And we're just hoping this would move. Right. And uh, first <laughs> couple use, of days. Did you use FBA, like fulfilled by Amazon? Or did, okay, yep. got it. We did FBA. We couldn't fit a whole bunch in our garage. So we, right. we had to ship a, a ton to Amazon. <laughs> so we were using FBA. And uh, and to our surprise, we ended up selling four months of inventory in eight days. We sold that. Wow. Yeah. Four we months of inventory in eight days. But did you use advertising or was it just the product search, you know, so, terms and whatnot made it, uh, you know, people found it? Like, what did that look like? We didn't. First two days, it was dead. First two days. <laughs> you we were like, oh, no. Maybe we got a lot of inventory out here. <laughs> yes. It was very nerve wracking and right. very just scary. 
And then our video got picked up by a, uh, by a website called bestproducts.com. Okay. So what was your video? So our video is just our Lotus trolley bag spreading out in the shopping cart. Oh, the one on your website. That concept of it spreading out. It's very visual. It stopped people. Totally. You don't have to wonder what it is. (laughs) That's it. And it was like, Oh my God. So in a matter of a day, in a matter of two days, this video just went viral and just Amazon just flew, just completely flew. Wow. We did, you know, $15,000 in sales the first day and it just kept going. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then from there, Farzan, like, oh that's crazy. It was crazy. It was exciting. <laughs> did you have and enough product? I mean, how so did you we manage ended up shipping that? Everything in as fast as we could and it was it was going faster than we could we could hold it so right seven and, days later well the problem too is by, by the way is anybody that hasn't sold on amazon knows like or if you have you know this like when you run out of inventory it's not so quick to just send in more and it's loaded yeah. right into inventory it takes time for them to receive and then put it into inventory right that's right yeah no it was we have to move quickly but it was it was it was going faster than we can get it there so you know, in a matter of eight, 10 days, we had all our inventory at Amazon. It was sold out the, the second it got there. <laughs> and it was Jeez. all off this one video that just kind of went viral. And we were like, oh my God. So now what? Like now we didn't what? have a backup plan. We ordered four months, what we thought was four months of inventory. And so I quickly got back on the phone with China and my manufacturer. And I said, I'm like, whatever you guys did, I need the exact same thing and I need it double. Airship. Exactly. So, you know, and then the reviews started to come in. And that's when we really knew we had something special. Wow. People were writing one, two, three paragraph reviews on the product and saying how it's completely changed the way they shop, how it's opened their eyes up to something unique and sustainable, uh, how it's made shopping fun. You know, these are, it's just a bag at the end of the day, but right. it completely changed the way people shop. Wow. And, and everybody was saying, every time I shop with them, people stop me and turn, turn right. to me. Where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? So the word of mouth was amazing and it continues to be amazing to this day. Um, but really that was when we, we knew we had something special on our hands. I think but the story amazing. gets a little more unique. So oh, good. We, I can't wait to hear gets, that part. <laughs> oh, with everything good, there's another side to it also. So and? we got on the horn with our manufacturer and we said, hey, double you know this this quantity and we need it fast. They said, sure, we can do that. And then you know, four weeks went by and the goods were ready and they shipped it out and got here in another two, three weeks. And you know, by this time, we have a waiting list of, of oh, customers. Oh, my gosh, of orders. We have an email list. Literally, sounds like you got a high class problem at that point. That's great. Yeah, and that's what we (laughs) thought. And we're like, this is great, and this is fantastic. But then, but then the inventory came, and again we unloaded it all into our garage, and had all our friends here, and had unloading parties, and we opened the first box. Oh no! And it looks completely different than the first order. The logo was off center. It was a different material. Oh, the stitching no. was off. <laughs> That's not funny, but Just oh my god, classic! Oh, so we, why? Okay, we, so why did that happen? Because not again. Not our audience yeah, hasn't all purchased product from China like this. So, explain what happened. 
So, you know, what we didn't realize and what we weren't told, which is a, a very common thing apparently that happens, is they do a great job on the first order, first two orders, and by the second or third order, they outsource it to a cheaper factory. Got it. So this cheaper factory, I hadn't visited. They didn't know the full specs. I didn't spend days going into the details of the how exactly the stitching I wanted. And they just skimped on all the details. Got it. Wow. And we didn't know this oh. because we were too novice of, of a manufacturer. Right. How would you know? I mean, we didn't know. And, you know, we learned the biggest and greatest lesson that day in that any shipments that we send from that point on, we do third party inspection, no matter how big or small. So, were you able to use that product that you did you just sell it as is oh well or did you have to like dispose of it and order more what did that look like great question let's just say my wife and i didn't talk for those two days <laughs> sure <laughs> that's hilarious but not hilarious we were in a state of shock because we literally invested everything oh, we made imagine. and, and yeah. everything we in had the inventory yeah. into that inventory uh yeah. knowing that hey this product's gonna sell so it was a really, really tough situation because we were like, we, we got to sell this to, to be able to do this again. But right. at the same time, we didn't want to put our name on something we weren't proud of. Yes, they were cool bags. Yes, they would do the job. But I couldn't guarantee that this wouldn't rip after five years. Oh, or, not good. Right. So and and we made the very hard decision that we could not sell that inventory at that point. Goodbye. All, the, all the boxes in the garage. <laughs> yep. Literally. Oh and God. I still have a, a bunch of them and we donated a bunch to other countries and wow. gave them away to Surf Rider Foundation for beach cleanups and things like that. But we didn't feel comfortable selling a product with our brand on it that we worked so hard at that was subpar to what we expected. And that was probably wow. the best decision we ever made because I wouldn't be here today and our brand probably wouldn't be here today if we had just put that in the market, even at a you know bargain basement prices because the reviews would have killed us on Amazon and we would not have almost 4,000 five-star reviews today. That's crazy. That's we so wouldn't crazy. even be able to get off the ground. 4,000, geez. Um, Wow. I think that's like, you know, at the end of the podcast, I like to ask for you know, lessons learned, th advice for others. I think that's like one right there. I mean, sometimes things go wrong. You have to make a decision and, you know, you made a decision to do what's best for the customer. And I, I love that. So did you order more? Like, then what? <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. So it's then, one thing you got, you're disposing of all the bad products. So the, did you call and say, God, we need more like now. Like, how did that look? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, fool me once, but you know, I didn't go back to that same manufacturer. He was like, okay, we'll do it again. I'm like, uh, -uh. no, 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 <laughs> no. You get one shot at this and you messed up big time. So I literally had to go start from scratch. I had to find another manufacturer. I had to, oh my God. I had to get back on a plane and go there and, and, and do this right again and make sure that they weren't going to outsource and, have contracts and situations in place. And then I got a, a, um, you know, a third party inspection company that, that came in and I got to meet them and build a relationship. So to this day, nothing leaves our manufacturer without it being inspected, inspected. one at the material and two upon it being, uh, you know, shipped. So that's probably the most important lesson 
I would I would share with anybody manufacturing really anything in any country. Sure, you need to have third party um, assurances there. Wow, that's actually another good lesson learned. So, all right, so you get product in, um, you have a backlog of orders. So were you able to meet those orders or did people bail out? So, like, what did that look like? Yeah, Cause know, by the time we, we another to, order, right? We had to be very upfront to our, our customers too. And we had to let them know because we literally were like, guys, orders coming in 10 days. It's going to be shipped out to you in 10 days. It was like a countdown. It's oh, like, God. you know, it arrived. We're right. shipping it out to you in the next 48 hours. <laughs> right. And then all of a sudden it's like, uh-uh, hold everything. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that I think that clarity built us uh, a reputation for honesty. We literally let them know that this wasn't up to the standards that, that we felt comfortable sending out. And, you know, we're sorry. You're going to get a refund. But if, but if you want to wait, uh, we're going to get you a product you're going to love. That's and cool. most people did very wait cool. and most people waited and they were very happy about it. And they wrote absolutely amazing reviews on the product. Um, and we really, to this day, we have a lot of fans. Like I like to say, we don't, we're not in the business of, you know, making product. We're in the business of changing mindsets and also creating fans. I love that. Uh, and then once you use this product, you literally never go back to another plastic type of bag. plastic or reusable it's bag. It's such a waste. It's your system. It's such a waste. It shows on your website you guys have prevented more than 400 million plastic bags from entering the environment. I mean, like, it's, you know, you go to the store, they fill up the bag, you come home five minutes later and you throw the bag in the recycle bin at best. And some people, it's trash can. Um, Here's the thing. The average reusable bag is used for, for 12 minutes, right? That's 12 minutes you're using something that can't be recycled, that's going to be around for almost a thousand years. There's a, and there's 160,000 plastic bags that are used every second. That's and so crazy. Literally only one to 3% are ever recycled in any way. Wow. First of all, plastic bags aren't really recyclable. You can't put those in your recycling bin. It actually um, halts uh, proper recycling facility wow. because the bag I don't think gets most people stuck know in that. the machine. I don't think people know yeah. that. I mean, and, and, you know, I've visited recycling plants and, and that is the nemesis of recycling plants. They I'm hate sure. plastic bags because it clogs up the machine. Wow. Not only can it not be recycled, but it stops other things from properly Going being recycled. Through. They have to stop the recycling plant every hour to just clean up the plastic bag. So why isn't everybody using this? Like, why doesn't every Publix and Kroger and Safeway and whatnot have like these, your product at the front end saying so you it, can buy this happening. as well? Okay, That's it. So, you know, we've been very, very successful on the retail front and it's been pretty amazing. We started with Ralph's, which is a local Kroger chain here in California. And now we're at Wegmans, we're at Safeway, we're at Wakeburn, Albertsons. Uh, we're really trying to get this out. And again, as you said, our, our mission is to eliminate plastic from shopping and not only with the trolley bags, but then we, we create the produce bags. Produce now. Bags. I saw that. That's right. It's a nice little line extension. And I mean, like so, this is a total no brainer. Every company has a sustainability goal and objective. I mean, you guys can help meet that. That's right. Exactly. And that's what, that's another aspect of the business we're growing right now is on the private label side and co-branding side. So think about employee gifts. Think about Got you know it. promotional items. Think about if you're a real estate agent and you want to get your client a cool gift with your name on it. Like this is something people will use every week and and remember and remember that you stood for sustainability. So we're we're definitely pushing that side of it from big corporates all the way down to 
you know, smaller uh, business owners. Wow. Um, what, it's, it's so cool and what a great product. What does the year ahead look like in terms of growth? What are the keys to getting your product out in front of more consumers and shoppers? Yeah, we're really we're, we're really pushing the message. We have an old me, me, me campaign going out right now that really shows, hey, do you want to have a cluttered, wasteful you know, shopping cart or do you want to have organization that's sustainable, that everything has a place, you have a cooler bag? And you know, the thing I love as a, as a male, every time I go shopping, I don't have to make two or three or four trips to the car. I'm not bringing in eight or 10 or 12 totally. plastic bags. I'm coming in literally with one trip with four bags that can hold over 50 pounds. I'm putting two of them over my shoulder, two of them on my arm, and I'm making one trip inside and everything is organized and, and clear. So it really is an all-purpose bag that can eliminate all that waste and you'll never shop uh, with another type of product. So you know, for those of those that can't imagine the concept, just Google Lotus trolley bag and you'll, you'll kind of see the concept, but it really does completely change the way you do your shopping. Yeah, I love it. Um, I, as I mentioned to you before we hit record, I always love to ask our, our uh, guests to share a couple pieces of advice from growing a business or a brand like what you're doing. And I mean, you guys are off to the races and uh, have worked through different challenges. You shared one earlier. Uh, what one or two additional pieces of advice would you have to offer our listeners? You know, I think you just got to be prepared to go all in. You know, creating a brand and really getting behind the product, uh, you got to be prepared to give it your all. My wife and I literally, we don't have kids, thank God. Uh, but <laughs> it, uh, nice. I don't know how we would have been able to put so much time into the business with, with kids. Um, but it's, it's doable, but you really got to gotta know that this is going to be on your mind day and night. And if you're not prepared to give it that attention it needs, it's hard. It's hard to sure. balance with a, a, another job and, and a family. You got to be prepared to really go all in. But my advice would be if you're going to do something, do something you actually enjoy or are passionate about. Because you're going to be doing this for totally. 10 hours a day, <laughs> every right. day. <laughs> yeah, you got to um, love so it. You better love it. You better love it. And it, it, But if you do, there's nothing else you would rather do. You'll never go back to working a nine to five or working with another company um, if you do this properly and actually get into it. But that's my advice. I love it. Well, um, this is so cool. I'm, I'm excited for you. And I, I mean, there's so many potential other things you could do with the, you know, with your product, like you mentioned the produce bags. I mean, I think there's even more and I just love how everything comes together. You're right. I, I mean, I hate carrying in all those random bags and they break and tear apart and then I end up throwing them in the recycle bin and that's probably bad. So, um, don't do that. <laughs> don't know, try to recycle. So they go straight in the trash. That's what oh they my are. <laughs> God. It's just crazy to think that, um, share with our audience where they can find you, where they can buy the product, where they can connect with the brand, et cetera. Yeah, definitely. You can uh, look us up uh, online by Googling Lotus Trolley Bag or better yet, go to Amazon and just search Lotus Trolley Bag or Lotus Produce Bags. Or you can go to our website, um, lotus-sustainables.com. Um, and our our handle is just at Lotus Trolley Bag. So feel free to take a look. And uh, yeah, we, we'd love for you to join the mission. Wow, that is really, really cool. And uh 
it's it's great that you guys have been able to grow the brand and and just bring something you know positive to the environment and um, and really bring something positive into your retail partners, which is really really cool. So Farzan, it's been great having you on the podcast. Um, look forward to staying in touch, having you back on down the road, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.